Hey, it's Deacon here. I'm hosting a new workshop called Hiring Secrets to help you find the right people who will take your business to the next level. Join me live on April 6th, and I'll show you my biggest secrets and tools to building a high-performance team. Get all the details at deaconbradley.com, click the Hiring Secrets link in the menu, or check today's show notes for all the links you need. Now, let's get back to the podcast. Hey guys, one of the things that I see so often with business owners is that they reach a certain pinnacle of success and then they self-sabotage. Hello and welcome to the Sharp Business Growth Podcast, the show for CEOs who want to create healthy business growth. I'm your host, Deacon Bradley, alongside Justice Marimi as always. And in today's episode... You're a CEO, your business is going great, you're starting to get some margin back in your life, everything is up and to the right, what do you do now? And Justice and I were just having a really interesting conversation before we hit record today about some some things that CEOs do really well, in some ways they don't do well and kind of grind things to a halt. And Justice, you've worked with so many CEOs that you have seen come up against this problem. And so I guess to start things off, I'm thinking in my head, like what is describe like my scenario where I am like before or as this problem starts to take effect so that if I'm listening to this, I might be like, Oh, I'm, I'm at risk. (laughs) Yes. Yes, totally. So you start your business, you're kind of doing everything you can to get it off the ground you're building relationships. You're talking to the right people. You're really the one man show, one woman show. You're doing everything. You grow it to a certain point. You bring on an assistant, project manager, maybe a, some kind of part-time thing. It continues to grow. You continue to just add team members, put the right systems in place, and it actually starts doing this magical thing. What is it? Operating on its own. It's huge. It's on autopilot. Uh, because your team has clear direction. They're executing on the things that need to be executed on. It is magical. Most businesses never get to this point, um, but you have been intentional. You have been super intentional. And now we're at this point. Go. What now? Dude, I'm so excited that you brought this up because as you're talking about it, I'm like, I'm a, I, I work with with businesses to help them grow. You work with businesses to help them grow. And as you're painting this picture, I I can see in my mind as sometimes when I'm working with someone, as they start to get results, then all of a sudden it's like they stop getting results and they're, and I'm like, what are they doing? Yes. What's happening? Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's very common. It's not common that, that businesses get to this level, but it is common with businesses at this level that the entrepreneur, the CEO starts to get what I would say kind of insecure. Um, they're going, what, what is my position here? What am I needed for? Am I needed here? <laughs> I have totally <laughs> asked myself that exact question and been to quote business counseling with the other people on my leadership team where at, I remember we were in Seattle at a quarterly meeting. And I was like, after the meeting, I was like, Hey guys, I gotta be honest. I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly it. That is what's going through their head. 
And I'm glad you said that because there tends to be where I see the CEO self-sabotage. They actually go, what do I do with my hands? They get insecure about their purpose in the business and they go, well, I have to do something with my hands or I'm unproductive. I'm being unproductive. I'm being a bad steward of my time. I need to do something. So they usually do one of two things. They either are the kind of visionary that just loves creating things. So they just keep creating things, whether they have purpose or are valuable, they will make them valuable in their head and to the team. So they'll just create things out of thin air. Um, And because they're good at creating things, they can usually cast a compelling vision. So the team is then it must be valuable. The CEO says it's valuable. He has cast this vision using these magical words he now has. He also writes my checks, so I'm going to do it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I'm not going to be the one to disagree. And so this is actually really interesting. Uh, Me and a a friend actually were kind of consulting with a very, very successful business owner. And I was there and he was there with his subordinates, two of them. And they were basically the people that just kind of do the work, get stuff done. And I go, hey, look, man you're addicted to creating things and have all the things that you've brought up. There is one that is actually creating revenue for you and it's creating a ton of revenue, but I see that you're addicted to creating. And he looked at me and he goes, I like you, man. You're, he goes, you're the only person with the balls to actually tell me this. And I need this because there's no one to stop him. There's no governor. They are the governor. So they'll just create. And it takes someone from the outside coming in and going, hey, stop, stop. (laughs) That's such a good picture. Right? And so they don't need more creation. Now, I said there's one of two things. The second thing that will happen is that that same CEO that's going, what do I do with my hands, will actually go back into the business and take responsibility and tasks off other people's plates because they're just looking for things to do and they think that they can do it a little bit better. They'll come in with their opinions. They'll just butt their head in and no employee, unless they've been given the authority or have the relationship with the CEO is going to go, Hey, could you get out of here? Like we know what we're doing. We've, we've got this. What are you doing? Um, Cause the, I mean, who's going to tell their boss that would you tell Steve jobs that probably not, but it's, often that same CEO that would really respect your pushback, but most people are just not going to do that. So they get their hands back in there. The employee then gives it back to them or the employee goes, Oh, I didn't do it well enough. I guess I need to check if my CEO thinks these things are okay. I used to just get them done, but now I'm going to start bringing them back to go, Hey, do you like this? Or Hey, do you like that? Starts taking the CEO's time back up before you know it. The CEO now has given himself a job within his own business. And now he's starting to hate his life and he's going, gosh, I'm burnt out. Dude. I'm so glad you brought up that last one because as you're saying that, what just to kind of zoom out and paint that full picture, the, the, the CEO is like, what do I do with my hands? And, and earlier you were, you listed it as like, they might be questioning their value. So mm-hmm. there's some insecurity there. Mm-hmm. And then f- fast forward to the end of this picture that you just described. And now they've set themselves up as the rubber stamp approver authority yes. guy, which gives you all kinds of dopamine hits. Like yes. I am so needed. <laughs> yeah. I have to approve everything. And so it's like this catch 22 where they're like, 
they need that because they don't know what to do without it. A hundred percent. But it's also the thing slowing the whole business down that they can't let go of. Oh yeah. It could, it will pull what is a successful business back into this weird high revenue, high grind thing. Instead of high revenue, high efficiency, it's high revenue, high grind. So now every, usually the team is seeing this person come back and step in. They're assuming that they must not be doing something right. So then they start finding things for themselves to do to show that business owner, Hey, I I did some work. I want you to see that I'm doing work. I I want you to see that I'm doing enough because they're a little nervous about their worth. So that same insecurity filters down into the rest of the team. Um, And so it is something I've seen happen over and over and over again. And listen, this CEO is not a bad guy. This CEO is trying their best. This CEO is doing what they think is best. It's not coming from this place of, I don't trust my team. Um, I hired the wrong people. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing things wrong. They are essentially, and this might seem like an overstatement, but they're bored and they're insecure. So they're finding new work. You know, one place that I've seen this as you're describing it Mm. from, I've almost seen it from the the other side was back in my agency days. I used to get so frustrated. People would, business leaders would hire our very skilled elite level agency. And then they would be constantly in the weeds wanting to know the most minute details. Like, tell me about that decision you made there. Can we go through every decision you made last week, Justice, and you can justify each one to me so I can decide whether or not it was good? Mm. Like, you you pay me to make those decisions. Yep. What am I here for? <laughs> but, like, that's that's a, just a really specific example of where I see that. And, oh, it slows everything down. And also the agencies don't really like working with you very much if that's your, yeah. <laughs> your attitude. Right. And again, it pushes the company, the business back into grind. That person that was efficiently working, knew what their responsibilities were, knew how to execute, knew who to go to for for questions, knew the lines of authority is now second guessing that. And it brings the whole business back into this place of grind. And you'll start to lose great talent because they don't want to be there. They You attract great talent by giving them great amounts of authority because they want to execute at a high level. So when you start making them feel like they're not doing a good enough job or that they don't have that freedom and authority, they go find other places that are going to allow them to do that. All right, Justice, I'm sold. I Apparently, what I thought was a very highly effective, important CEO, it turns out I'm a meddler. <laughs> yeah. And I am now constraining my business. Yes. Uh, you have convinced me that I'm doing the wrong things with my hands. Yeah. <laughs> So now that I've reached this place of the business is growing, it's doing well, I've got more margin, things, my team is strong, what do I do? Yes. There's three things that I want to say that are highly important, and one of them is more important than almost all of them. Um, I'll, start with, I'll start with the most important one. The most important one is networking. This might sound weird because everyone that a lot of people that hear the word networking, they think I'm going to go around and give my business card to people and offer my services. It's not that when you get to a high level level of networking, there's an understanding that you're going to hear a concept that's going to make you think differently. You're going to meet someone that's doing something in a certain way. That's very fascinating. You'll hear one conversation. There might be a pain point in your business that you're like, I don't know how to solve this pain point, but you go network in Rome 
at a networking event or at a conference in San Diego, and there's someone that has gone past where you are. And they go, oh, yeah, the way we solved that was we just did this, this, and this. And they just saved you hundreds of thousands of dollars because of that one meeting and that one conversation that you get to bring back to your team. And so a lot of high-level people are networking. Another great example of this is um, a young a young entrepreneur, maybe not young, um, middle-aged entrepreneur gets invited to this tech um this tech kind of a, not networking event, but this tech company was revealing this new tech and it was a well-known tech company. So this tech entrepreneur shows up and they say, here's this new technology. Here's what you're able to do with it. It's fascinating. That one entrepreneur walks away from that, that one event and goes, I know exactly what we're going to do with it. That tech entrepreneur was Steve Jobs and he created the iPhone, which also birthed the iPad. It was one event he got invited to. He sees a rare technology and there's other tech entrepreneurs there. They saw it and they're like, wow, that's really cool. He walks in and goes, I know exactly how we're going to apply this. This is going to change the world. So you never know what you're going to do. Again, that's high level networking. Low level networking is, hey, I'm a coach. I want to get my new book of business. So I'm handing my card out everywhere I go and I'm showing up to an event to get sales. It's transactional. I would almost say that's not networking. High-level networking is trusting that there might be a relationship or a conversation there that could change everything in your business, and it just takes time and a great conversation. So networking is number one. I'm glad you unpacked that. When you first said the word networking, I did what probably a lot of you guys listening to the podcast did, which was my brain like shut off, and I instinctively withdrew my hand so you couldn't stick a business card in it. Yes, even though <laughs> just listening to a podcast, I was like, he's going to give me a business card. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wish we could almost come up with a different word. Cause what you described there was, I have seen that both myself in my own business leadership position, but I've also been on the other side of that where the business leader was out doing that. And they came back mm-hmm. with basically the gold and the suitcase and the mm-hmm. plan. And I'm like, yeah, you know, here's your shovel. <laughs> Dig right over there. Yeah. I figured it all out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know what we call it. It's like business socializing. You can say relationship building. <laughs> like it's it's just important for, and I think, I hope that the people that would withdraw their hand, which I totally get, will not stop going to these rooms. Like, look, there's going to be people there that are going to want your business and they're going to show up with that mindset. You can show up with a whole different mindset and get way bigger results in the same rooms. So you just come in with, hey, I might meet somebody great here today. I know one of the companies that I get to, to, to work alongside, most of his hires came from like just networking events where he didn't go to find hires. He just went, he met some people and then they were like, you know, what's something that you're working on? And he was like, you know what? We're kind of looking for this kind of person right now, but it is what it is. And they're like, oh, you need to go talk to this person. Really? Yeah, they're great. And it built this amazing relationship. And now he's had these hires for years and they've changed his business, helped his business get to the next level. So you never know. Okay. So now I should, one of the things I should be doing with my hand is hands is like spending time just talking to other people. Yep. And okay. And that's going to move me forward, even though I feel like I should be digging ditches with a shovel. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Mindset shift. Yes. Cause you have to understand you worked 
yourself to be able to do this. So you want to be able to say, look at the hard work and look what we've created. Now I'm free to take us to the next level, the next stage of our business. If you don't know what the next stage is, it's important to be around people that can inspire you. That can say, hey, here's where we went next and here's why. And you go, oh, I get it. This is what we can do next. So it's it's really important to, to network. Um, the second thing that's really important um, is that that person starts thinking. And I know what people are thinking is, Ian, it's important that you go and think. Um, some of your best ideas and solutions will come when you're going on a walk. We'll just go when you give yourself, I know some, some high level like founders that they will set aside an hour or two hours a day, shut their computer, sit their desk and just think. We'll just let their brain go. Um, so they're working smarter, not harder. And they're just going, Hey, I, I trust that, that the solution is there. I just haven't given it the intentional time to think about it. And sometimes what will happen is you'll think of a person that you need to call that might have a solution to it. I can't tell you how many times I didn't know how to talk about something with the team or talk about something with other CEOs. And I just go, what do those people need right now? And I just think about it. What does my client need right now? What, what needs to happen in order to get the result that I need? And I'll just think and I'll journal and I'll write down. And so many solutions come from that. Thinking is huge. As you're describing that, I'm thinking back to one of the episodes we, we recorded about, well, two come to mind. One, the rest episode. Yep. And the other one is when we were talking about kind of the, the owner's model, like what you should be doing as a CEO and kind of the, the metaphor that we used there was you're not Tom Brady driving the team down the field yeah. as the quarterback. Yep. That's like the, I have to pick up the shovel and dig the ditch. I have to be the first one in the gym and the last one out mentality. Yep. Uh, and that's where I think where we see a lot of CEOs kind of get stuck and start hampering things. Instead, it's like, no, you've hired Tom Brady. Yep. And you're Robert Kraft yes. in the owner's box. And like Robert Kraft doesn't go to practice every day. <laughs> yeah, no. He does Robert Kraft stuff. Yes. And builds the team. And yes. he's like on the horn with other yep. organizations, like getting the financing and the deals and like making it all work. Yeah. And and that leads to the third thing that I think is really, really important. Um promoting. Sometimes this the the best thing is just to be going out and and promoting your business. Like look for places to talk about it. Look for people you can talk about it with. Like, look for podcasts you can be on. Look, like, create a YouTube channel and just start talking about what you're doing. Go out and talk to, to, to people that you'd like to do business with and just share about things that you're excited about. Go out and start talking about the amazing things that your business is doing. It's really important. Like, just go look. Where can I go next? Where can I go next to talk about the amazing service that we're providing for people. If your business is at a place where it's running without you, there's expendable cash in the business that can be used for promoting business. Never stop promoting. Never stop talking about what you're doing. You need to be waving the flag of your business where you can. If you have time for it, 
then go out. You never know. You never know the lives you will change, but they just haven't heard of you yet. It's crazy. There are so many people that have never heard of your business, heard about the value you're bringing, never heard about it, but you're not talking about it because you're sitting and going, my hands. Oh, go network, right? Building relationships. Spend some time thinking about how to solve problems and thinking about the next stage of the business and thinking about people to serve. And the last piece is go promote, go talk about it, go champion your business on, on different platforms. It's, it never gets boring to share the stories of, of success that your business that you've worked so hard to create uh, is doing. Reminds me of a, of a really concrete example. And like, I live in the land of concrete. Anytime someone tries to give me like a, a vague thing, I'm like, all right, get, let's make this really specific. Cause then I start to see all the angles. And so as you're saying that what's coming to mind is a, an agency owner that I worked with in the past. And they, uh, they essentially had taken some time out of their agency and had left their teams running all the stuff. They went to an event at, Facebook headquarters. And they're kind of just like surrounded by other, by like Facebook themselves, but also by other business leaders who are trying to grow on Facebook. Yep. He wasn't like learning a ton from that. Cause he, he was an expert, mm-hmm. but coming out of that event, he closed because of a relationship there, a $3 million deal. Yeah. Because another guy there was like, struggling through it. And he noticed this agency owner was like, it was like kids work for him. Mm. He's like, I think I need that guy to help me because I'm obviously not the guy to do this. <laughs> but what I thought, what, what one of my lessons that I took away from that was, um, he never would have done that if he was busy hand and like, he is over his head with work. Yeah. So I just want to be really clear. It's not like, Oh, he had all this margin. So he went, no, he's working too much. That's one of the reasons we work together. Wow. But he also recognized going to these events yeah. is really important. Yeah. I meet people, I learn things. Sometimes I don't, but then then I close $3 million worth of business. Yep. And yeah, that just I guess was really sticking out to me as like that is CEO work. Mm-hmm. You don't send your low-level people like, "Oh, they'll probably get better." at some of the technical skills, that, right? Like, no, they're sitting short. If you send your low level people, they are surrounded by high level people. Mm-hmm. You send your high level people to the event yeah, because they will recognize the opportunities like the Steve jobs thing. Yep. Uh, I know you've been trying to get me to read that book forever. I will, I will read it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what I was really noticing is like, man, even if you're busy yeah. doing this stuff can, get you even more margin and more growth so that it can get easier to do the things, but you don't wait for, you don't wait for the, for it to feel easy to do, to start doing it. A hundred percent. All right, justice. Uh, I'm starting to understand this as a CEO. I don't need to be meddling. There are some productive things I can do with my hands. I can be whatever the really exciting word for networking is. It makes me excited to do it. Yeah, (laughs) I can be spending time thinking and resting and unplugged and just letting my brain chew on things. And I can actually take the lead promoting my business. Even if I have a marketing team, there are some really important relationships that I can build that can grow my business. Absolutely. Those are three things that I can be doing. Any closing 
words for the CEO who is wondering what to do with their hands. And so they're like <laughs> messing with their own business again. Yeah. If you are listening to this and you're like, I don't have time for this, then there's either a hire you haven't made or there's something you haven't delegated. You have to make time for this. This is extremely important. And the problem with most CEOs is that they see this as nice to have instead of required. This is not a nice to have. This is required. It is required and necessary that a CEO spends time going to next level meetings. That's a good one for, for networking. I love it. Next level meetings. Next level meetings. It is important that they spend time thinking. It is important, imperative they spend time promoting. That is next level CEO habits. So there you go. Thanks for joining us, joining us today on the Sharp Business Growth Podcast. Be sure and subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Visit us over at sharpbusinessgrowth.com for more resources to help you grow your business. Just as I am so fired up that we figured it out. It's not networking. It's next level meetings. Yeah. Uh, I want to go to those. I don't want to network still, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to do the stuff. It's going to be good. See you guys next week. Yeah.